is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott blowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he brings it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Salutations from Mickey Spagnola on a Tuesday at the Star in Frisco, a post-draft edition of Talking Cowboys, as we are now less than three months away from the Cowboys arriving in Oxnard, California for the start of training camp. Full speed ahead, the final three months of this Cowboys offseason. It's been an eventful first three months, and now we'll see what the next three months holds. Kent Garrison, taking your calls. We want your feedback on what the Cowboys did in the draft over the weekend. I am Bill Jones, along with Mickey, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus. My first question to you, Brian Broaddus, is after so much work that you put in over the last months leading up to the draft, what is it once the draft is over, once Christmas is over? Well, no, it's the the fascinating thing about working on the draft is that you're – you have all these pieces and now you're putting them with these teams and you kind of understand. And I thought overall it was a a really fascinating draft. Uh, The first round, the way it went, I thought there was going to be more chaos Mm -hmm. and there really wasn't any chaos. It was really the Steelers moving up to Denver. And, you know, we thought maybe there was going to be a little bit moving around. Second round I thought was a little bit better as far as that. And some, some, some players taking at spots that, you're like, wow, that I would have done that, or you know, and that's when you work on it. Though I always remind everybody, these teams don't care what we think, but it, it is kind of fun to say, boy, that makes sense taking that guy there. That makes sense taking that guy there. So uh, afterwards, though, it's it's actually kind of a relief because you now you talk about the off season and and things that we can do, and you can kind of see these players come in, and and you'll see how the the, the staff is going to use them. What positions are they going to start off as backup guys or some guys going to get a little bit more work? You know, you physically get to see him. I think that's really, really a good thing for me. I thought he was going to say he went out and got blasted. (laughs) I haven't done that in a long time. I can't handle the hangover anymore. Yeah, struggles with that. I do handle. I do. I do struggle with that. Yes. You know, the roster now, this is pretty much this is pretty much. The 2019 Dallas Cowboys, give or take maybe a couple moves here and there, minor moves before training camp. This is what this team is. And and now, like Brian said, we won't see much in rookie minicamp, most likely. You know, they're going to have meetings on the field like they did last year, more of an orientation. But once we get into OTAs and in the minicamp, I mean, we'll start to kind of see the shape of this Well, we, we will have a second draft. We will have a second draft during the year. It just happens to come where you get to claim players. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah, that second draft. Maybe, yeah, there's a couple of guys. Somebody will try and sneak somebody through, and you're like, uh, not so fast. We're going to take that guy. That's that, But, you, but Rob's right. Right, right this, after this the final is, cuts. Yeah, yeah, after the final true. cuts. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where the personnel guys look at. It's a little bit of a second draft there. So we'll see if uh, the Cowboys have done a nice job helping themselves in, uh, with free agency, the minor deals that they were able to make. And I think it allowed them to really kind of have a nice plan for how they uh, – executed the draft the three days that uh, that they were uh, allowed to do that yeah they didn't have to do a lot of reaching because they kind of covered themselves in free agency for the most part with some very uh, low price veteran contracts uh, and so they could just sit there and say you know I don't need this or I don't need that and and force the issue and so uh, yeah I think uh, you know Rob's right we know what the roster is now let's go What'll be interesting to see is when we go back and it, as you study this, some of the players that and we and it's always the exercise that you do of, of players they took, and then players they potentially could have taken. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. always it's one of those things you could go far back and it's and it, it's oh you should have taken you should have taken, but there were some players they legitimately thought about at their pick that they that when it came to their time they had to make a decision on. This guy or this guy. And I, I think that's where sometimes you're going to look and say, okay, well, the guy that they take, how does he pan out as opposed to, you know, I'm sure some people have gone back and looked at Leighton Vander Esch around the league mm-hmm. and gone, 
what we were thinking about Leighton Vanderish. Oh yeah, if you're you going to redraft, that if you're going to redraft, round. yeah, Leighton Vanderish would probably be a top eight pick. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to redraft that draft, so. Uh, but, you know, everybody can do it, and it, it'll be fascinating in uh, due time if how that all works out. You know, so, Bill, end- what's that big, long list I see you have in front of you? That's the draft. I just keep track of it throughout, uh, throughout the draft. I write them all down. And you got you circles got on certain guys? I go back. Okay, if you must know. I must okay. know. Look I at go this. Back. I got the entire draft right here. Look okay. at that. All right. In order? Yeah, and I, well, I lost my sheet on the first three. You know, the sheet that we get, the, yeah. the, the PR people give us, whatever. I left it up here after the first day, okay, or after this? the second day. Yeah, that sheet right there. That's what <laughs> I normally somebody use. Took it? Is it some? I left it up here. We were taping a show or something, and I left it up here. You mean, you mean with and all so, neatly so written? This is all Saturday stuff. Fourth. Uh. Fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds right yeah. here. And then I got another notebook over here where I keep for throughout the entire season where I've got every team in the league here. And so these circles is I I stayed up late on Saturday night or Sunday. I don't remember what night it was. And I took the draft picks and put them over here on the teams. It's fun. It's what I do. I'm a geek. I'm you sorry. Could, you <laughs> kind of like kind of go print this out? No, I'm going old school. I'm going old school with my well, notebook. I've got that here. Fortunately, I mean, I could just look it up. You know what? No, but (laughs) where it helps me, and the reason I do this is because when I do the preseason games, you know where there are. I it it when I write it down, I commit it more to memory. No question, no question. That's how I learn. Same on that. I had I had a. That's how I learn it. I had written all the in the slots. I'd written it all in pencil, but then I keep the sheet because I, I keep both. But you're right. They kind of remember. It allows you to remember where these guys went and potentially what and round. Learn they. about the players, yeah. and then it just helps so much as you go on through the season and so right. forth when you're playing against, you know, the New England Patriots and oh, Keneal Harry, yeah, yeah. Arizona Could State, you, yeah. and you know, yeah. Here comes uh, the millennial. I just let the draft cast on NFL.com just update for me, and if I, I need try. to go back, I right. just log yeah, on go, and look go, at it, but. Yeah, he accused me of writing them all down. It's a, I, well, I told, I'm just and I merely steal yours because that's my handwriting. Okay. <laughs> I merely told you that there is a draft cast online if you can't find it. That's you all. know, and, and actually, back when I was doing Ranger games, I used to be more computer. And this is before everyone else was on computers. In the broadcast booth, I had a computer and everything. But I've just found over time that it, I look at the draft as my the spring semester of school. I'm in a class. And I'm learning all these players. Sure. And it's not only for the preseason games that I do, but for the next however long they're in the league, that's yeah. how I learn who the players are. That's so, cool. Anyway. All right. So there I you go. I was just curious. Yeah, that's all right there. Um, so you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it is interesting what you're talking about, the guys that they were choosing from. All right, we, we all talk about, and Mickey brought it up, about the team uh, taking care of what they needed to to. to uh, in free agency, where they could actually go out and play a game uh, by the time the draft hit. They don't have to take a player at a certain position. But when you look at the inventory at defensive tackle going forward, how much of a priority do you think defensive tackle was for this team uh, where they felt like they really needed to get someone who might be a three technique for them? We will see if the second-round pick is. But when you look at they didn't have anybody basically under contract a year from now at defensive tackle, that seemed to be a need position a year from now, if not now. I think it was somewhat of a priority for sure, based on what you just said. And to Brian's point, that was an example right there at 58 where you're looking at it and they love Tristan Hill, but they also like Juan Thornhill, the safety out of Virginia. And they kind of decided what's a more impactful position. And and they went with the a defensive tackle who's got some really impressive traits. A guy like, I mean, you've studied him a lot, Brian, really quick for his frame, a guy that can Wreck plays from the middle of the defensive line. Very disruptive, line. yeah. Yeah, and, and they went with that over safety, which, by the way, is another position, though, that you get to 2020, and it's like, mm, what's it going to look like? Because you got some contracts up there, too. Yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm looking at right now is because if you – I mean, Tristan Hill was selected, and then you still had guys like Adderley, Rapp, and Thornhill all on the board. Yeah. And, and those were kind of the names that we were – so it, it really did work out how we thought – all these guys would come off. I mean, it, it, it was, they were all those names were kind of, I was surprised that rap got there, but again, it's the speed. The more you talk about teams around the league or talk to teams around the league, 
They knew the four seven speed was going to be a problem. I even asked Rod Marinelli about that. He says, tremendous player, but he's a four seven guy. You know, I'm like, okay. But you no, know, Thornhill was a Thornhill was a discussion in that room. You know, that that was one of those things that you know, they really, really had to to hone in on. And, it, and if you think about it, probably that Tristan Hill and Thornhill probably had right around the same grade. It was the way they were stacked that, you know, Hill being over Thornhill that, you know, swayed them that way. But uh, that that's going to be that's going to be the one thing that I'm going to look at as we go three years from now. How did Tristan Hill play as opposed to how did Adderley play, Rap play and Thornhill play? You know, it's just in my mind because I, I myself, I had very similar grades. Uh, I, I my personally myself, I would have gone with Thornhill over Hill, but I understand why they did what they did just because of what you're talking about, the contracts and stuff like that. The, you know, uh, Malik Collins has been banged up. He plays games, but he's banged up. He doesn't practice all the time. So, uh, you know, Hill can come in and, and give him something at that three technique, just like Rob. Rob did a great job of describing what the player is, and I think they see him the same way. Yeah, I think that's one of the fun things about doing the research leading up to the draft where you have your own players that you that you fit on this right. team that you right. feel like – and you can make an educated um, – assumption of okay i understand why they went this route right but if i was in there i think i would have gone this route. oh no we could play whatever, the game you know? if you study the guys and, you could play those games but i love comparing the two careers then going no no forward it now. is it is one of those things where you know and again i reminded everybody on the draft show i mean they don't care what we think mm-hmm. you know we we consider our job is to try and analyze all these picks and why we thought that they so but it but well, you know, it, you know those those grades for Thornhill and Adderley and Rapp and those guys to me were not too far off of Tristan Hill, so that you know they obviously had to make a decision there, especially with Thornhill, yeah. especially with Thornhill. Yeah. And so the defensive back coach, my understanding, made an emotional plea yeah. for the defensive tackle. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And he basically told him, if I have a defensive tackle that's disruptive, my safeties will play better. There you go. My safeties can't make that defensive tackle play better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that spoke volumes when, you know, assistant coaches can be very, uh, you know, worried about their own position. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he wasn't. He was, he was worried about the entire defense. And I think that's what swayed him to go big instead of going to a safety. And as we talked before, was he going to be a walk-in starter? You know, maybe not day one. No, it might have been down the line. Yeah, but you know, typically late second round, it it would be uh, even if he showed the qualities, it'd be mid-season. Yeah, because the coaches would have to. He would have to gain their trust before they said, "Okay, you're playing." Instead of Jeff, it took a it took an injury and a decision for Leighton Vanderish to get on the field. Mm -hmm. It's true. Coaches trust the the first three games. Did not start at all as a first round pick. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So I thought I just thought him. Uh, not being selfish, uh, I think, spoke volumes of looking at the big picture instead of taking care of my own little position. And if you go back to what Stephen Jones said in the pre-draft press conference, you know, a lot of a lot of what's said, you know, they're not trying to tip their hand there. But one thing he did say about safety was if there's a big time playmaker there, we'll look at it. We've looked at that before, but it's not a huge priority for us. And that turned out to be the case. I mean, they were looking for depth at safety in that draft. And then they ultimately got Donovan Wilson, I think in the sixth round, Mm -hmm. but uh, I I don't think they felt like they could wait on a interior lineman of that talent, you know, past the second round and say, Oh, we'll find one later. They they didn't think that was possible. Yeah. And that's the other part of it is okay. Tristan Hill was there late second round. As we talked about leading up to the draft, that one of the strengths of this draft was uh, front seven defensive players and uh, defensive linemen. And Brian, where were they as far as a potential three technique once behind Tristan Hill on their board? You think? I mean, yeah. where? What are the yeah, chances no, you're no, going to get yeah. one at ninety? No, that was that, that was that's anywhere near yeah, that and then, quality. And, and, and you're absolutely right, Bill. That's you know maybe wise. You know who they end up getting in the free agency? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. a fourth round which, guy, which tells you. Okay, they were at the end of the – if they don't take this one here, then they're not getting one. Yeah, as far as the three, I mean, they they had a choice. You know, they could have gone – I believe Jones was uh, another consideration. Uh, 
yeah. uh, Draymond uh, Jones yeah. from, Ohio from, State. from Ohio State, but they obviously didn't like Draymond Jones enough. They make the pill. But yeah, if you're if you're going down the board, my guess again, my guess. I'm looking at my board. I had a fourth round grade on Wise, and that probably would have been the next three technique that you probably would have had to deal with. They brought in uh, Gerald Willis from uh, University of Miami. He was a guy that went undrafted. They brought him in to kind of look and see. You know, they wanted to get some background. Uh, mm-hmm. There were some uh, issues. Uh, uh, There's some issues there. So obviously, they got the information they wanted out of that. And, uh, you know, so uh, uh, the kid Kiki from Texas A&M. A&M would have probably been another consideration. But yep. then you're thinking about fifth-round guy there. So they were, they were, in a, they were kind of in a, a spot where they, had to, where they had to grab guys. I mean, you look at all those, those three techniques that went, Quinn and Williams and, you know, Oliver, Simmons, Wilkins, uh, Tillery, all those guys went fast. And so now you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, we're down to the Draymond Joneses and down to the, uh, the, the – the uh, Trison Hills, so they they had to they had to make that determination to get that done. And you Rod, know, Rod fell in love with, this, with him too. So Marinelli fell in love with absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. Yeah. If you look at the positions that were drafted, you you mentioned Jones, a defensive tackle, mm-hmm. got drafted mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. You the only other guy that was listed as a defensive tackle before the 125th pick that got drafted. Uh, according to this sheet here, was Kalen Saunders, yep. uh, Western Illinois, uh, by the Chiefs. And he's more of a one than he and is he's a three. A one. Yeah. So, okay, so the next guy that I see that got drafted as a defensive tackle, you had to go down to 125, Ronell Wren, uh, by the Bengals. Yep. And so, obviously, the defensive he's tackle. He's another one another one, And another one technique. Yeah. So I don't see any other three techniques yeah. uh, that were taken uh, and if you didn't take him, now everybody says, "Well, you could have done both." Well, could you? You know, if that if you like the guy, you, you better take him. Mm-hmm. The same thing like the, what the Giants did. You know, everybody can criticize him for Daniel Jones, but if that's your guy, if that's your guy. Yep, take him. But Brian's right. I mean, Daniel Wise is a guy they really liked in the pre-draft process. Yeah. To get him as an undrafted guy is really impressive. They're really happy with what it looks like this free agent class I, is going to be. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, you're right, Like you got to go back and look at what these safeties do down the line. Uh, but I do know they feel really good about Xavier Woods as one of their young safeties. You're going you to you're you're laugh at me for saying this, but I've got, if you, if you talk, have, we, have they released their free agency list I've not yet? seen it. It's not really. reports, and, and some of these schools announce it for the guys themselves. Okay. But Wise was the guy, right? He's listed okay. reportedly, yeah. Hyatt from Clemson. Yep. Mitch Hyatt. Okay. Yeah, had a fifth, yeah, had a fifth-round grade on him. This jo- uh, Jovan Johnson, mm-hmm. the Jove Johnson from, uh, from uh, Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. Had a sixth-round grade on him. Westery, the corner from uh, Kentucky, had a sixth-round grade on him. And then Ricky Walker, who was a defensive tackle, like a one technique or three, who they uh, got. He, I had a seventh-round grade on him from Virginia Tech. So if you look at what Chris Hall and that crew did was they took – I named just named four guys off their board – or excuse me, five guys off my board that they got as free agents after the draft. So you think about, you know, if, if, if all of a sudden you hit on – and they do this every year. These guys hit – on some type of undrafted free agent. And I give Chris Hall and those guys a lot of credit because they don't move those tags off those boards. The first thing they attack are those are those kids that are on that board. And once they get those kids, then they work their way down to the Dallas priority free agents. But if you added five draftable players that I thought were draftable players – Boy, I'm 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 giving you high marks for for doing that kind of work. I bet you they were considering Mitch Hyatt with one of those late picks because I recall uh, it was either sixth or seventh round. Yeah. Colombo being in the room, right? And I thought at the t- I started looking at my list, going, okay, well, who could they be looking this at? Is, and I thought Mitch Hyatt might be yeah, the guy. Yeah, this is where the, and good good analogy, but or good observation on your part. We were working the draft on the third day, and we were watching the war room cam. And I, 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 and it was late, like you were talking about. And they had that seventh round pick. They had that last seven, and Colombo, I'm sure, was in there about Hyatt. 
I'm sure he I was in there. That's what I Not thought. so much maybe drafting him, but he was kind of alerting Stephen Jones and and mm. and Will McClay and Jerry Jones. Signability. Signability. I guess, hey, we're having to battle teams here. We might have to make this pick. This might be our guy that we have to use this pick on. He was maybe talking about, or maybe he was telling him, oh no, hey, we're good with we're good right. with Hyatt. We're good. We don't have to do anything else. We're gonna sign this kid if he doesn't get drafted and we'll be fine. So I mean, Colombo was in there probably probably telling him a little bit, give him a little bit of a scout report about Hyatt and where he was in as far as assignability or needed to be draftability there. Yeah, now, he was a four-year starter four year at Clemson starter. Yeah. tackle. So why did he consensus all America? So why did he fall through? Uh, Brian, he's young too. <laughs> yeah. He's only twenty two. Yeah, there's yeah. a there was a kid Rome or two from San Diego State that didn't get drafted. That and is I, there, way there, there, there was two. There was two. There was two. Or I had f- I had five tackles total. Uh, two, one in the fifth was was Romer, and then Hyatt was all, sorry, two in the fifth, and Hyatt being one of them that didn't get picked. So, I got it right here. Yeah, I I, I think. Uh, in fact, I was listening to Bill Polian uh, last week, and he was talking. He he was on NFL serious NFL radio, and he was talking about. The measurables at different positions. So a short arm guy or something. No, like that. no, it, it was about forty times oh. with offensive linemen. Yeah, oh. and if you look at tackles in mm-hmm. the league, either left or right tackles, there. If you have a a greater than a five one forty time, you're a worse than a five one forty time. Yeah. You're not going to make the odds are you're not going to make it in this league. Mitch Hyatt's was five two nine with a one eighty six ten yard split. It, that's an that's a, just an example of some measurable that might make him in the, in the eyes of uh, scouts. Well, I know not, I know it it hurt Harmon, the wide receiver from North Carolina State, that it went in the sixth round. I, I know that for a fact because and, all everything else and is he's there, at Washington. Right? Get ready for him to catch yeah. about twelve balls a game on you right there. Yeah. He's one of those kids, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he might run four, five, nine, or four, six. Whatever, but get ready for him to catch about twelve balls on you. So I saw, I saw some of the guys. I, I guess they, I don't know if they've signed or agreed to, but the the Westry guy, yeah, mm-hmm. Kentucky. And so here's here's something that is started this year. They're guaranteeing these guys money sure. on an offset. Yeah, and and basically, if if they don't make it, but they make it on the practice squad. Then the money's basically the same. Yeah. So they they guaranteed. That, now his thing said they guaranteed him a hundred thousand dollars, and if you figure out what you get paid on the practice squad, it comes out to about a hundred thousand dollars if right. you're there for seventeen weeks. Yeah. So that th- this was something new. The other thing was, and Brian, you can speak to this. There was a lot of calling going on around the league. Like in the seventh round, oh yeah, to start courting, oh, it, it guys to be free agents. Than that, yeah, I mean, before it used to be okay. Yeah. the bell rings, it's over. Now no. grab the phone. Now no. they were telling, they were calling guys before that to say, hey, we're probably not going to draft you, but we sure like to sign you. This is where Dallas Day is a huge advantage for these guys, where they can bring they guys. See these guys. They see these guys. They recruit these guys, and you got one of the best closers in the league. If you could get Jerry Jones on a phone, he he will sell. He will sell. That's somebody. Lyle Collins. Yeah, he will sell somebody <laughs> the opportunity. He will sell some of the yeah, opportunity. If you don't want to buy. Don't get on. Yeah. Don't go into the room. I'll with tell Jerry. you what. We're going to write some reports. This kid is. They signed this kid. This Jalen Guyton. From North Texas, yeah, Allen, Allen, Texas, Allen, Notre Dame. Holy jeez! He went to Notre Dame. All right, and then I didn't know much Texas. about this yeah. kid. I know, I know, there were some serious legal problems there that they kind of had to work through. But if you, if you, you look from what I understand, just kind of talking to some people, again, that draft board they had of the guys that they had signed, they had, they had, uh, let's see, they had seven guys, I believe, that were draftable grades that they signed after the draft. Seven. Think about that. You know, I mean, that's just a, that's like a whole nother draft. Second draft. Yeah. yeah a, we talk about the second draft. <laughs> second right. but, but yeah, but it's like, you know, you add, if you're adding players off your draft board and you're not just signing, you're not just giving $5,000 to Brian Broaddus out of LSU who's not going to make the team. But if you go out and you get a guy like Guyton and Johnson and, and those Chris guys, Westry. Hyatt and Westry. I mean, these guys, at least your practice squad will look good. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. Unless somebody comes along and says, whoa, wait a minute, we kind of liked Hyatt too. 
And but oh, by the way, we like a, yeah. If it's an undrafted guy, he's probably going to be on the practice squad. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he's going to I mean, be able to make it well, to the it's practice like, it's squad. Like Donovan, and that's why they, they yeah. they're given that guaranteed. Money. Donovan Alumba is a great example. Yeah. I think Donovan Alumba is a name that I'm throwing out there now that Chris Richard and those guys will talk about when we get to OTAs and. I got to be careful this year not to cheerlead for certain guys because I get them to camp and then they fail. But Donovan Alumba is a guy that I know this for a fact. You know, they got him last year. He was on the practice squad the whole entire year. Again, like some of these guys are probably going to be. And now he's going to be ready to play some meaningful snaps for you. Him and the Ward kid that they sent to Kansas City for the trade. You know, Ward, yeah, 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 yeah. He ended up starting for Kansas City late right. in the year at necessity. Yeah. But those are the two guys. I mean, they were they were planning on those guys being. You know, they, there was a plan. Keep them on the practice squad. Work with them. But Donovan Alumba was getting snaps with the first defense. Like Chris Richard was throwing him in. Maybe they have eight snaps. He gets two. But at he least like Richard Sherman. Yeah, because he looked like Richard Sherman. <laughs> well, what maybe Westry does is he really six, six four, four and see, a half. This is the test. This is going to be the big test. Huh? Is that the yeah. Kentucky corner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Runs a four three six. Yeah, and it's yeah. actually I think they got him in four three three. I think wow. the Cowboys have him in four. At 6'4"? Six, four? At 6'4 six, six, four, four, six, four and, and a half. Yeah, 6'4 uh -huh. and a half. And the thing about Westery, though, is, though, that this will be the test because he was not a, he was not a starter at Kentucky. He, Kentucky had some tall, long corners yeah. at tall, long safeties. And they, you know, they've done a nice job up there, by the way. Stoops done a good job coaching that. Wish Kentucky. he was coaching the defensive backs at OU. Yeah, well, anyway. he's not anymore. He's coaching head coach. <laughs> but he, but they, but this Westry, it's not often the, the six four and a half corner. Let's see if okay, is he a leggy guy? Is he going to be able to turn? Is he going to be? Yeah. No, no. He he's got this guy's got some ability and. Ask but, Dak Prescott. But, but yeah, but he will he be. He picked off Dak Prescott. Yeah. Broke his streak of two hundred eighty nine yeah. straight passes without an interception. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, this is a this is a six four and a half guy, and and now we'll see. Okay. Oh, there's a reason to have these corners that have length and have reach. The problem with Westry, and and I swear, guys, you're going to notice it right off the bat. He's a grabber. I mean, he is a, an immediate grabber. And, and, then, and then once he grabs you, then he kind of gets himself in position. He needs to trust his, his, trust his ability a little bit more. But the first thing you're going to say at camp, you're going to see me and go, you're right. Or you watch him in drills, you're right. Because he's, he's like initially a grab and hold and then turn mm -hmm. kind of a guy. So. Uh what about right. Brandon? We got to take a break. Okay. We got to take a break. One question. We're gonna, no, we're going to ask a question about Brandon somebody. <laughs> and we're Brandon going Knight. to Italy when we come back on Talking Cowboys. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Miss Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and The List goes on. Don't miss Kaboo Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit. 
just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John time. Picking number one or number 58 in the draft is a good thing. But picking your wedgies, that's a bad thing. So never pick again. Reach for Tommy John. Instead, the innovative men's underwear that has a no wedgie guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys and get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You just add the 58 part to it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I improvised. Or if you're picking 90. Or 90. Or 128 and trade, and then 136 and trade mm-hmm. down to 145 and then 158 or something like that. All right, don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium this season. You won't want to miss these exciting matchups when the Giants, Eagles, Packers, Rams, and more – Come to Arlington. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. In fact, Josh Rosen and the Miami Dolphins are coming here on September 22nd. Mm. Did you know that, Mickey? I think I did. Will Dwayne Haskins be starting for the Washington Redskins? Should when they be. go to Washington I the second week of the season. Should be. Eli Manning will be starting for the Giants with Daniel Jones backing up the first week of the season. That was a popular pick. There you go. I mean, who does Haskins have to beat out? Didn't everybody Case hurt? Keenum is Case Keenum. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. McCoy oh, got McCoy's hurt. hurt. Yep, and of course Alex Smith is gone probably for the year, I guess. So. Right. Maybe his career. Yep. So anyway, young division of quarterbacks now, huh? Okay. At least in the next year, half or two. of them. You were yeah. going to ask a question about someone named Brandon. Brandon. Can you Brandon remember? Knight? Can you remember that uh, for a couple of minutes? I can. Because we have to go to Italy. Marco in Italy is first up on Talking Cowboys. Oh, I Hello, you were Marco. Taking me there. Hey, guys, what's up? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. Listen, first and foremost, hats off to Brian and Mickey for getting it right as regards to the draft. On Thursday, commenting on Tristan Hill, Brian wrote, and I quote, I would not be shocked at all if he was a selection for this club at 258. And on Friday, Mickey wrote, and I quote, Saturday will be about the time the the Cowboys go to the safety route and likely running back and possibly cornerback too. You guys are amazing. Thank you. So, my comments on Dallas draft. I like the logic a lot. It made a ton of sense to invest on both offensive and defensive line, especially since I believe that with the exception of quarterback, linemen are the most difficult spots to fill in effectively during the season. So it's a huge advantage to have these players in these roles from the beginning. So thumbs up from me in the draft. Now, following free agency in the draft, I have three questions, one for each unit. I will start with special team. Uh, I'm a bit surprised that Dallas did not add a kicker via free agency or pick one in the last rounds. In 2018, Meyer went 29 on 36. They missed 20% of the field goals he attempted. These are not good numbers. Last season, six out of 16 Dallas regular season games were decided by three points or less. So this aspect of the game can determine if they make or miss the playoffs or the home field advantage. So what's your view on the kicking situation? Second question on defense. After Amari Cooper joined last season, the Cowboys' only losses, only losses came versus the Titans, the Colts, and the Rams. The Titans ran 36 times for 125 yards. The Colts ran 39 times for 178 yards. And the Rams ran 48 times for 273 yards. So what's your view on Dallas' run defense, post-draft, and free agency? Because I think this was the Achilles heel last year. And finally, on offense, do you think that next season we will see even more emphasis on ball control? I'm asking because they selected two running backs in the draft, plus with the additions of Randall Cobb and the return of Jason Witten, they have two players with good hands and good route skills that can do damage in short yardage situation. 
together with the running threats of Zeke and Deck and the return of Travis Frederick, this should allow Dallas to keep the ball for a huge portion of the game. Uh, do you know what are Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott's preferences to that respect? I think it would be the right way to go and it would benefit the defense also. Okay. With this, I will hang up and listen to your answers. As always, thank you for your outstanding coverage. I look forward to talk to you again in the next future. Love you all. Goodbye. All Ciao. right, Marco. Ciao. Conducting I'll his own what. Talking Cowboys in Italy this Yeah, morning. that's what I'm saying. Talking Cowboys in the Italy. <laughs> we need 17 hours and 25 minutes to answer all the questions. <laughs> all good questions, by the yeah. way. Good right. questions. Kicker. Do they have, have you seen a kicker on the reported? No, uh, no, they had no. Signings? They had a, they. They're probably not going to add a kicker. Maybe they will later, but initially didn't seem like they were going to do that. I uh, know Casey they, they, Redfern, a punter who's already yeah. Out they here. they brought they brought several guys in through Dallas Day. I need to get to Dallas Day. I know they yeah. brought in four kickers for Dallas Day, so maybe we'll see somebody when we all. Get on the plane to go to Oxnard. There might be a kicker added at that point in time. Maybe uh, they bring in a guy for the rookie mini camp and yeah. on a tryout basis. Exactly, just I, to I, kind of see. But I didn't, didn't get the sound food. like they were going to do that though. Yeah. No. I, because because it's not a really know, competitive are you situation. Sold? Are you sold on that guy? I think the caller Marco. Marco. Yeah, he Marco's makes a good point. I think by the end of the season, good numbers. It, it he was, knew the numbers. I mean, to his point. The 50-plus yarders you felt better about with Maher a lot of the time no. late in the season than those money kicks from 40 Detroit, to 49. Atlanta, those two games, yeah. I was like going, oh, please. Things were make... fading. Yeah, they were fading. You're so not wrong. I do think overall they felt pretty good about what he did, though. He made some big kicks for him too, last year. So Run I, defense? Know. Run defense, I wouldn't call that the Achilles heel. I think for much of the year that was your strength. If you want to look at the Rams game, yeah, it wasn't good. No, Colts game was bad. Colts, Colts game, game was, was bad, bad too. Yeah. But those are really the two games you look at. And so say, what do you mm. think happened? I mean, it was the same guys playing that yeah, played I, 14 other games. Let me tell you what. What were the two best offensive lines I thought they played last year? Colts. They were just better than? Yeah, I just felt like that. That you're dealing with the Rams team, that, and I don't think it had anything to do with rest or what anything, because the Rams weren't exactly winning games at the end. They yeah. were kind of, kind of spewing. They were trying to get home field and couldn't get it, you know, at the end. But that's still that offensive line what they've done at the Rams, and then of course the Colts. The Colts are going to be a problem for a lot of teams because their offensive line is, I think, is outstanding. I think it's Nelson, yeah, yeah, just, they, yeah, yeah. They got, they've got, you know, uh, they another rookie Smith, who came in and started. Yeah, Smith right from tackle. Auburn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they've got some guys. That was a, that was just a more a more physical bunch than the Cowboys. I, I now the way your hope is that that the human log, you know, he's got his shoulder fixed. He, he looked good in the cafeteria yesterday, walking by, waving, saying hello. Uh, physically, look, he's out there working out. This Christian Covington, if you watch the Houston Texans play last year, that's a good front. That's a really good front. And I, I felt like that Christian Covington was a l- little bit of an underrated guy for them. I don't know why. I guess you can't pay everybody. And they didn't pay him. You know, they didn't even try and keep him. But the tape I watched, you know, when they were running twist stunts and stuff, nickel stuff, he's in there. He's like a post. He's post getting position. He's getting Watt home or Miracles home or, you know, he's getting guys home, you know, to, to kind of get rush. You know, uh, Clowney, those guys are getting home because – He's being physical, you know, playing inside. So, you know, Rod Merrill, I, I think they've upgraded. If you yeah. look at Hill and Covington and Hyder, you know, they've upgraded from the, the reads. We still have Ross here, right? I mean, yes, Ross yes. was a guy that was I thought was okay, but they needed they needed upgrades. And 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 I think that's where they, they helped themselves uh, with that defensive tackle spot. But I just personally, I think that the Colts – and the Rams just kicked their ass. They did. That's kind of how I feel about they, that. They That's dominated not, up front yeah, those games. Just, those are the two best they played. So those, I just, I just thought those two teams hard matchup for the Cowboys. Yeah, and they they were physical, but they used the Cowboys' aggressiveness against sure. Them. Like you want to come upfield, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, we'll we're coming go in behind you. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, and maybe it helps run defense. I mean, Lawrence had a nice season, right? Right. Well, now his his shoulders should be better. Right. You mentioned Antoine Woods. Right, shoulders should be better. Malik Collins, knock on wood, staying healthy because he played hurt right. last year again. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, and and then the wild card and all that is Tyrone Crawford. Where do you want to play him? Right. You know, it'd be nice if you can play him inside if the defensive end spot is solidified and can stop the run yeah. every once in a while. I, I like the two. I mean, I, I could say I like the kids they added to on this on the defensive end side of it. Just looking at. How about the numbers they've thrown at this thing now in the defensive yeah, it's, line? Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you, we're, Derek and I were talking about that. It's like 
who makes the t- can and you yeah, keep more than ten? I, I don't know if you can keep them all. You well, can't really. Well, yeah, but, the, the hope is you, if you have to, maybe get a couple of the practice squad, but or maybe use them for maybe you can use them for a, a trade piece. trade bait. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, maybe maybe at least you get into this thing and somebody's got the surplus at safety mm-hmm. we were talking about, and now instead of drafting a guy. Maybe you get a one or two year guy. It's already been in the league. It's somebody's kind of given up on, and you know you have a you have a guy you want to move on. Maybe you know, hey, let's be honest. You know, maybe Malik Collins. Maybe you move on from somebody that's contract is up. You know, to try and uh, to maybe, try and get another position, and maybe get a or get draft picks, or you can or you get the convincing story pick out of that. Yeah, but yeah. that's a wait. Yeah, I think he yeah. over he overthought the running back question. That because they drafted two running backs, they're going to be a ball control. They needed – I think they needed at least one candidate to be the every-down backup to to challenge Darius Jackson and Chun, right? Yeah, where where Marco's right, though, is – and he said the right name, Kellen Moore. Yeah. You know, how they use Pollard is on Kellen Moore. Right. I don't need to go to Oxnard with all of us on that plane and then by day five, practice five or practice six – I am not seeing Pollard involved. Now, if Pollard is not smart enough, and obviously they know if he's smart enough. I mean, they do a lot of work on these guys. They bring them in, put them on the board. Gary Brown obviously loved him. Kellen Moore, I was told, really loved the guy. I think the Weber pick, by the way, guys, I think the value of Weber was just too great for them to pass. Mm -hmm. If you think about talking to some folks about Weber, third, fourth round type grades. On that board, seventh round pick, exactly. Same thing now, with now the I, saw, I saw one list that had him ranked the sixth running back. Yeah, now I don't know, yeah, good, bad, or otherwise, but somebody thought something. Well, of him. I tell you what, though, the Cowboys thought something of him because if you if you honestly, his grades, his grade and Pollock's grade were very similar, very similar from what I was told, and similar in round to I think. I think that that with with uh, Weber maybe a little bit of tick higher, but the but again they felt like they needed to do something to get Pollard done. Now we'll also look at that when that selection went on. There were some players on the board too as well when that. So that's what yeah. was in my mind in the fourth. In the fourth, the long, the long, the Isaiah Johnson. Isaiah the, the, John next pick was Isaiah yeah, Johnson. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to kind of keep my eye on because mm-hmm. again you've added Westery, you kind of have a little bit of need at corner. In due time, Mickey keeps telling me, uh, next year I'm losing two corners probably, and the following year after that I'm losing another two corners probably. So we need to kind of think Who about Who do you think uh, they had in mind when they traded down and then they traded down again, or or did they have someone you think, I think they, they really? About? I think they really – I think they liked this Mike Jackson so much mm-hmm. that they felt like that, okay, it's too early. It's too early to take Mike Jackson now. Let's see if we could keep backing up and take him. So they did. They parlayed Mike Jackson into into really the two picks. Mm-hmm. But they they love the kid. And then think of all of the you talked about the seven undrafted guys that they had. Yes, uh, grades, grades on, grades on, yes. grades yes. on. Yeah. So the, at, at that point, they're sitting here going, "We've got all these guys that we would be willing to spend sixth or seventh round picks on, and we got one seventh round pick. We need to pick up uh, late sixth, early seventh round yeah. picks." And so yeah. they they were able to do that by trading down twice. It it, and it, it helped them. It helped them grab. A safety? Uh, grab the safety. It helped him grab. You know, if you think about it, they didn't have a six-round pick going into this draft. Right. Weber was the six-round pick, right? Yeah. So they picked up a third-round guy on Weber the board for, for going. Yeah, uh, Wilson yeah. was the six-round. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. So the seven. Jelks, yeah. when was Jelks? He was seven. 241. So there he were two original. seven. There were two seven-round yeah. picks. God, I'm yeah. getting all this and, in my head. And, and they so they got a safety and a running back yeah. with those two that they See, so that's what I'm saying. They're thinking about what. Think about who they picked up then. They picked up the safety. They probably – you know, it maybe had a fifth round grade on him, and there was yeah, a need position, need position, and then they turn around and grab a running back that they got a third round grade, three four grade on, and that was just like you said, that was a blinking light type thing, best yeah. available. Well, Connor and, McGovern was that way too. You, yeah, you said it today in the round table. And yeah, it, and, it, and Jason Garrett even said it himself because mm-hmm. they're holding on a couple of guys. They're holding on where we were at that draft. We're in the second, third, third round third right round. there. Okay, there were two guys I know they were holding on. They were holding on Justin Lane. Actually, before that, Will Harris, the safety from Boston, Boston College, they brought in as a 30-visit guy. I liked him. He, he was a 30-visit guy. Okay, he goes to Detroit at 381. Okay, okay, well, we still got, we still got Lane. We still got Justin, Justin Lane up there from Michigan State. And then he turns around. Pittsburgh does this to you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, three three eighty three. They take Justin Lane. 
So now you're thinking like, okay, we just lost our two guys. It's almost like Pittsburgh when they took Ryan Shazier and then you end up taking uh, Zach Martin. You know, you're like, okay, who is the next player on that board? You know, and I guarantee you that I've from talking to some folks, they had a second round grade on McGovern. He was the they last had, yeah. second round grade they That's had they, left, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, and yeah. So you're sitting there in the third round and you're like going, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I, we're all reading into, and it's the potential. And it's it, but, the potential but, 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 to but move you, guys around. But to your point, it's damn near the fourth round yeah. when, you're, when you're picking. And this yeah. guy is sitting here and it's like, all right, why not continue to fortify our offensive line? It's yeah. the strength of our team. We had a bunch of injuries and Travis's illness last year. Like, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Connor yeah. McGovern was 54th on your list. Right. And right. he was 31 on Gil Brandt's list. Yeah, there you go. But See, the, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of people that had Connor. Gil's probably more right than me. But it, but I'm just saying that to me, that that makes a lot of sense. That's one of those times you go. Very solid choice. You, you say, oh, best available player. Yeah, best available player. Absolutely. That is the perfect example of best available perfect player. Perfect example. But it, it wasn't what a need. great competition coming in here. But the question was about Pollard. <laughs> We started with Pollard well, in the fourth, I, well, well, and went to the sixth, seventh, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. the third. I think but, this, but Pollard, but, pa- but Pollard gives and Weber, them a dimension that they didn't have. If Kelly, if exactly, they give him, it gives him a, a pass catcher on the outside. He's going to have to develop. He's going to have to develop That's, some blocking. There's going to have to be some Gary Brown will work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gary Brown will work with that. But the key is, this is now Marco was right. This is on Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, don't let this kid be a, a week two, a week three, a week six, a week eight inactive. Don't need that. Yeah. And he better be the first guy up on kickoff returns when they start practicing. Oh, he will. This cat's... I know Tavon Austin, yeah, but this no, guy this can cat, scoot. I've seen him right. play. When this we continue move. here on Talking Cowboys, he also mentioned Jason Witten and Randall Cobb. And what about Tavon Austin? And what about that question about someone named Brandon when we come back? <laughs> if you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi. Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code Real Deal. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. The Otterbox that builds those. Those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the Otterbox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper Cooler? Yup, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Okay, here we go. Get you some Jack Black. If you get Jack Black, did you know that they have eucalyptus in many of their products? Good smelling stuff. Eucalyptus is known to soothe 
tired, achy muscles, and it has natural antibacterial properties and provides a fresh, invigorating feeling to your skin. It also has the iconic aroma in many of the Jack Black favorites. So if you go to Jack Black and you use the code RELAX, you can choose three travel size products when your purchase is $65 or more. Go to jackblack.com. Can I ask a question? Spell yeah. eucalyptus for us. Yeah. You want me to spell it? No. no. How, how does it start? It's all right. You got it right. You got a Mark it, Kent. And I said it right. On his pad to write it. Look at that pad. He's Right here. There it is. Online. All right. There you go. Get Jack Black. Get it. You were going to ask something? I was going to ask Mickey. You get to cut on this stuff now? Are, are, they, are they sending stuff to you? No, I've bought stuff from them, so I get their, oh, their weekly. I didn't know if they, I didn't know if they, if they got, you on the, they got you on the payroll now. Board of directors. They should. He is. Mickey is a board of director member. As a matter of fact, I ordered some stuff, and it hadn't come yet. I'll mm. check on that. <laughs> All right. Who's this Brandon guy you were asking about earlier? <laughs> 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 Offensive tackle, Brandon Knight. Yes. Brandon Knight. I do not know a thing about Brandon he Knight. Got, he got some guaranteed money. Yeah. Mm. I, do not, I need to watch him. I love a combo know. guard for the Phoenix Suns. That's all I know. Whoa. There Brandon you go. Knight. Brevin Knight? Brandon and Brevin, actually. Oh. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this Where'd Brandon Where'd Brandon Knight. go to college? Indiana. Brandon? Mm. Which Brandon Which are we Brandon? talking about? You're, you're Brandon. Uh, Kentucky. That's oh. what I thought. I yeah. liked him at Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry to get us in the ditch. <laughs> Cowboys. Brandon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing hopscotch over here? Yeah, playing hopscotch. Now, Marco in Italy also mentioned the names. <laughs> it's the Marco show. <laughs> Jason Witten and Randall Cobb when he was talking yeah. about the ball control offense. Yeah. I don't buy into that. I, Mickey said it. Speed, speed, speed. Because Cobb's got it. We know Pollard has it. And Witten? <laughs> Witten's more crafty at this there stage. You go. At 37. I'm his age, I know. Um, Are you crafty? In certain ways, sure. Yeah. <laughs> was he ever fast? Yeah, Witten, I think he, I th- for I think his position, yeah, he was six one yeah, coming out of college. He was a, he, he was a mismatched guy. Yeah, back ten up. years ago. Um, Tavon, although like you mentioned, Bill, before the break, Tavon and Pollard very similar skill mm-hmm. sets. So that that might be an interesting competition to watch in training camp. Even Weber's got some speed for his time speed. So they've added that. I mean, Kellen Moore's got some speed to work with now. Going forward, Gallup, too. Well, you look Cooper. at uh, – well, and if Tavon, I think his his deal is 1.7 with 500 guaranteed. So, yep. I mean, the writing was on the wall there to begin with, you know, coming into this season. And now yeah, I don't, think they're, I don't think they're married to him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myself. So, yeah. I mean, but how about the competition? At yeah. The, at wide receiver, if you you know, I'm gonna when, over-evaluate when you, when you when you can consider Pollard is a running back slash receiver, you know, I do think they would. He adds to that mix too. And when you look at what they did, I think they would have liked to maybe draft a receiver to develop. But again, you mentioned some guys that reportedly they may be getting here that you know, like you mentioned a Guyton stuff. So Guyton can well, run. He's four three nine. You, you watch that North Texas tape. It's don't forget good. Devin Smith who yeah. signed. It, yeah, if you, took, if you took one, they had to be better than Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson's like yeah. your draft choice. Forget right? about those guys. Yeah, I mean he yeah. didn't play. So we need to go to camp so I can remember all these guys. You've added you've added basically <laughs> two guys to the to the mix there. Which brings me to my crazy pick at number fifty eight. Your crazy pick. My crazy pick want? at number fifty-eight. I wanted Jalen Hurd. I love that. Where guy. did he go? Sixty-seven to yeah, San Francisco. Not far after. after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We spent like a whole segment on him last he week. <laughs> and, and you talk about you're going to compare Tristan Hill with Juan Thornhill. My my deal is I'm going to be comparing it with Jalen Hurd. And here's one of the reasons: as it fits with the Cowboys, oh, Jalen sure. Hurd could play slot receiver and he can play running back. And you can put him on the field in that F position in the Cowboys offense, and teams don't know whether you're running the ball or throwing the ball. Because yeah. he's a legitimate running back, and he's a legitimate slot receiver. Hey, we, were watching, and, we were watching Ken always puts up these highlights, and he's running the ball at Tennessee. Hey, here we go. Mm-hmm. If you're watching along with us, 
This cat's yeah. carrying the football for the Vols. You know, stiff on it. Looks like the, the Missouri Tiger there, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so, anyway, yeah. that's my guy that I'm I'll, sure I will they compare. Oh, no, that looks like Akron, Mick, uh, uh, Appalachian State. Yeah, Mickey, yeah. I'm sorry. Missouri. Yeah. Stop Tennessee. <laughs> Dead in their tracks. But San Francisco took Debo Samuel in the uh, early second co- round, and then they came yeah. back and got him. Yeah. I think know? Mickey wept. I did. Yeah. Debo pick in the second round. I'll tell you what, though. They did a nice job. Those two kids can play. Both those kids can play. Pollard. Not only can return kicks, he can cover kicks. Yeah, yeah. I, I was reading he was a gunner mm. on on the, on punt coverage, so yeah. that gives him maybe. All a right. Little so bit what, of what a, are other guys that Keith O'Quinn is fired up about that are special teams demon types that they've acquired here? What about your Aggie? I, I've only Donovan seen him. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I've only yeah. seen him. I've only seen him play defense. I've never seen him play on special teams. I didn't play. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but I think he's he's going to have to help. If he's going to make the team there. Um, I'm just looking at number of kickoff returns well, last year. Joe, so they only had 13. Joe Jackson would fit in that also, right? Yeah, and and they, and you know they didn't usually they draft a linebacker. Well, that's what that. I was going to mention. And they didn't is, do that, and they you know but, they looked at some guys like Cole Holcomb. They brought yeah. he got drafted and, by the Redskins. Right. I think at the end of the fifth round, he was the last pick. Right. Am I right about that, Bill? So yeah. who's yeah? And then uh, Green and Greenlaw got picked Greenlaw, a lot. Yeah, I had him. Yeah, I had him mocked like a much later, and he ended up going like I think in the fifth round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, and teams start taking those special teams guys. Oh you know, yeah. He's going to be a backup linebacker there... and special teams guy. So, who's your Sam linebacker? I think Sean it... Lee. See, that's that, that's where we differ you know, here. Fact? That's, where yes. we, that's where we differ here. Well, it's Sean Lee. Well, it probably. Gets <laughs> on point. Now, who's replacing Damian Wilson as the starter at Sam Lee? Sean Lee. That's what I I I'm all for that myself. Who think... else? Joe Thomas, Chris Covington, uh-huh. Chris Covington, Justin yeah. Lillard. Okay, my only issue with that, Mick. Why did you bring Sean Lee back? Why did you move him to the weak side years ago? But this is different. Why is it different? Because okay, I asked the question. No, no, you did. No, no, let me say. No, 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 no. I asked the question. Go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. I asked the question. I asked someone. Can Sean Lee play strong side linebacker? That person and the answer you. was yes. he can play any place we want him to play. I think okay. you're. I don't disagree with that. Well, I'm just saying, safety. based on past history, <laughs> good point. They moved him to Will to cover him up. It more, doesn't right? matter. He was in the middle. You can cover up this. You can play the strong side linebacker differently. I you don't have to have him on the line of scrimmage I taking right. on the tight end. I hope you're right, Mickey. I hope you're right. Sean Lee, when they go to OTAs, is going to be the first one that's out what, there. That's my question. Right I don't, I don't disagree with you. No, no, I don't. Base you got, you got your sources. I'm not going to disagree with that. But if, you know, I, I would. I think Rob has got a point because they're trying to help him to keep from getting beat up, taking on blocks. But if they play, but if they play him at Sam linebacker and he can do it, okay. And if Sam gets how many many snaps a game? How many snaps did Wilson? I'm 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 ahead of you. Good. He played. 28% 28% of the snaps on defense. So that's a There's nice little point. role for Sean. I, I see where you're going. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Why wouldn't you want him on the field? No, no. We, I want Sean Lee on the field. I want, But I want to keep Sean Lee healthy for 16 games. 28%. The beauty okay. of it is he can still – he can also do the other role. And he can back up the other spots. Know, because he's smart enough to be able to handle every if, if, position. If, Mickey, if you're right, I'll be the first one to admit it. Because as I, crazy I, you know, as I trust- Mickey sounds, I have to agree with it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a well-placed drop So right of there. the other uh, linebackers on the roster, who is – who would be the candidate to be that starting Sam linebacker? With their, their... I would have thought maybe it was Joe Thomas. I think they, I think they want to see Covington. I haven't seen Covington Quir- enough to know what he's Keep an eye on about. this kid, Kyle Quero, though, okay. too. That's another one of those guys that, that was, a, was on the practice squad all year, and the coaches kind of filling up. All he did was like intercept passes and pick up fumbles and yeah. stuff in practice. So safety in college. Safety at Northwestern. They moved him to linebacker. He he's like the Donovan Alumba. That mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden we're all gonna be talking. It's like Mickey's gonna go and we're gonna be doing uh we're gonna do training camp live and Mickey's going, hey, this is Kyle Quero, watch him. And no, like, we saw whoa, whoa. him last year. No, he I know, no, no, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, Mickey's gonna talk now, about it more. How much how much progress does a player make from year one but to year two? Ultimately, I'm with Mickey on this because it's kind of like the offensive line argument. Best five, best three. I want Sean Lee on the field. I'm just going back to to what they did in the past to try to cover him up more. 
I don't think you're wrong, Rob. Hearing that surprised me a little, but if they think he can do it, I don't. I don't. I don't think Sean Lee can't do anything. I'm just saying he doesn't have to play on the line of scrimmage every play. They can cover up the strong side. Yeah, and they're and they're in and they're in nickel a lot most of the time anyway. So that's fair. Yeah, and he's going to be your backup in the middle on the nickel. Yeah, they get Sean Lee on the field. I think that's a victory. Agreed. If, and and then it's a double victory if he can stay on the field. <laughs> Week exactly six. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say this edition of Talking Cowboys has been a victory. Well, we covered a lot of ground. We, we did. did. We did yep. cover a lot of ground. And there'll be more to cover next week. And in in fact, next week we've got rookies coming to town. What a week from Thursday, right? Right. And can I yes promote go, something? Go for it. Go for we it. We got our final draft show on Thursday at eleven a.m. Central. Will hey, you have Will, a special yeah, guest. Will McClay. We're going to go through the, the nuts and bolts of this one. And then I want to go back and talk about his 2016 draft he had with the Zeke and those. He dad. would like to talk about that, too. Well, probably. it's three years removed. That's a fair amount of time. That's a fair right? amount so of time. We can grade that draft. We can grade that Can't draft. Can't grade this one, but what we can grade it back one? then. Well, they, they, we don't grade they, back then. Yeah, we, we grade now. We grade now. I can give you a grade right now. Absolutely. We get 60 minutes without mentioning Amari Cooper. Oh, you just... Your first round pick, man. That's nice right. video, Kent. That's right. Nice job. Yeah. Talk to you next week. And Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!